Bienvenue, and welcome to The French Fears, a podcast on immigration and national identity, hosted by me, Maya Fernandez-Powell. In this episode, we will be looking at the presence of Islam in France, a relatively recent topic in the discussion of immigration. This episode will look at why Islam has been at the center of the immigration debate, particularly for the National Front and their reasoning why France needs to have immigration borders within Europe and stop allowing more immigrants, particularly Muslim immigrants, into the country. First of all, let's go back to some important statistics that you need to know in order to understand how important the Muslim population is in France. First of all, France is home to the greatest population of Muslims in Europe with approximately five and a half to six million Muslims living in the country, which makes up around 9% of the population. Part of why Islam is at the center of the immigration debate in many places in France is because of the recent terrorist attacks that France has experienced. In this episode, we will be listening to what the National Front has to say about Muslims and their role in their stance on immigration, But before we get to the National Front, let's go back to Dr. Thomas, the chair of the Department of French and Francophone Studies at UCLA, who emphasized how Islam is a relatively recent addition to the immigration debate and that it has changed the conversation drastically. One thing I I think that has happened in the last 10 years is that Islam, so before people would say they would complain about immigrants and then refugees and then so on too, what you find today is the major complaint is that the word immigration has almost been substituted by the word Islam. So, of course, there's talk about Islamic terrorism, um, Muslim immigrants coming in from certain parts of the world and so on. And if you look at the ways in which um, these people have been stigmatized by the authorities, first of all, a lot of these countries have tried to ban physical signs of being Muslims, right? So you have like the burqa ban, Um, the burkini ban, where women aren't allowed on certain beaches wearing um, the bathing suits that cover them up, or the headscarves, or in some countries they've tried to ban um, mosques or the minarets that go on top of the mosques and so on. So many people will argue that that Muslims, that used to be just a religious category, are now being treated as if they were black or North African, because people are saying we can now recognize Muslims based on their clothing, and discriminated them based on their appearance. And so that's a new, um, a new tension that you find in, uh, in European societies. And when you look at conflict in the Middle East, when you look at the problem of terrorism in Europe, it's become very easy for political leaders, especially on the far right, to talk about um, immigrants and Muslims in the same um, category and to get the population afraid of these people and to vote along for increasingly repressive um, legislation, which, of course, negatively impacts those people that are actually living in those countries because they constantly feel like they're being subjected to you know, police checkups and surveillance and so on, and they never really feel like they're part of the, of the mainstream society. There's a lot to unpack when it comes to talking about the role of Islam in immigration and national identity. But one place to start is understanding why the hijab, also referred to as the veil or headscarf, is such a controversial issue in France. If you've heard anything about Muslims in France, there's a high chance that you may have heard about the issue with the hijab, as well as the burkini ban. The conversations about whether women should be allowed to wear the headscarf in public places in France particularly schools, started back in 2004. 
Those in preference of banning the hijab in schools argued that visible displays of religion contradicted France's value of secularism, which is essentially the separation of the church and the state. Seven years later, in 2011, François Fillon, the French prime minister at the time, banned women from wearing the hijab in any public space, saying that the ban would allow French people to live together in greater harmony. More recently, which caught a lot of media attention, was the burkini ban in the summer of 2016. The burkini is essentially a swimsuit that covers all body parts, including the hair, except the face. Some Muslim women choose to wear the burkini so that it covers their body but still allows them to go swimming. In 2016, however, France banned burkinis altogether, and it sparked outrage internationally, particularly when videos surfaced of French police officers coming up to a woman on a beach and forcing her to remove the burkini. I cannot stress enough, though, that this is not just an issue in France. There have been partial bans of burqas and hijabs and burkinis in several other European countries over the last decade or so, from countries like Germany, who in 2003 banned teachers from wearing headscarves in certain regions, or Belgium, which created a ban on the hijab before France, or Holland, which allows for partial bans on headscarves, and Austria. Several of these bans are about full face covering as opposed to a woman just covering her hair. But nonetheless, the issue of how much Muslim women should be allowed to cover themselves and how much they should be allowed to display that they are Muslim has become an issue all across Europe. The ban on the hijab or the burkini is not an issue that is just being pushed by the far right or more conservative groups. In France, Manuel Valls, who represented the Socialist Party at the time, which is far more leftist, he defended the burkini ban arguing that France is doing a favor for these women and that the burkini represents something oppressive to a woman's freedom. So in many ways, it's very safe to say that the issue of how much Muslim women are allowed to cover themselves and display that they are Muslim is an issue that crosses party lines. The National Front, of course, given that they care deeply about preserving French national identity and culture and are very much against public displays of religion, are very against women being allowed to wear the hijab in public spaces. I have always struggled to really understand why a woman choosing to wear a hijab can be seen as such an attack on France's culture. To me, it always seemed like France was choosing to spark a huge debate about something so simple that really it just comes down to a Muslim woman's choice to either wear a hijab or not. Nonetheless, I wanted to hear why this is so important to French people. I asked the National Front representative from Charente Maritime, a Western region in France who has spoken to us earlier on our previous podcast, what he had to say about the veil. Alors, nous sommes au Front National, nous sommes pour que sur le dans les domaines publics, donc à l'école, we in the National Front, we believe that in public spaces, so schools, universities, streets, parks, there should be no displays of religion with any clear signs that you are part of religion. Because we believe that religion is made for the private circle. Someone wearing a cross around their neck is discreet, for, so for us it's not a problem. If a Muslim decided to wear a Muslim symbol on a necklace, that's not a problem. We see the veil as a provocation. It's a provocation because they know it's not okay in France, but they do it anyway. 
représente sa religion, il n'y a pas de problème. Notre problème, c'est que le voile, le voile, nous le voyons comme une provocation. Une provocation car ils savent que ça pose problème en France, mais ils le font quand même. Pour lui, le voile est là pour provoquer les gens français, pour les inconfortables en purpose. Because it's in your face and you can't ignore it. I asked the representative for the National Front in North America about how he felt about the veil, and I found that he had another reason for why it's not okay for a woman to wear a hijab in public. I would say uh, there's two things. Uh, there's two levels. The first level is something visual, okay? And uh, this is also uh, when you realize that actually the Muslim immigration has tenfold for the past 30 years, because now you can physically see that, you know, the or if you look at pictures of a classroom in the 80s and a classroom now, and you can see you can see that that there's been there's been a change. Uh, but this, I, I don't believe this is a, this is a big big issue. What uh, what I say and what you know, the EFN is saying, what Marine Le Pen was saying also, is let's talk to you know Muslim women, and we hear two things. Uh, some cases we hear you know Muslim women you know saying that you know me wearing the veil is is my I would say it's my. Um, connection with God, and that's something personal, that's something private, which I totally understand. But the problem is most of the feedback that we hear uh, is that you have now in, in, in many areas in France, the wearing the, the veil is not a, uh, it's not a choice, it's, it's a necessity. Many women have to wear the veil because their husband or brothers That are becoming more and more radicalized want them to wear the veil, uh, and that's which means that now you're talking about a different level of you know as a woman uh, you are threatened so to speak to uh, you know to be more uh, aggressive with your religion and to show off more about you know about your religion your, your religion. Uh, and look, there's a lot of uh, Muslim countries in the world women don't wear the veil, so. Uh, I'm I'm not really concerned to see like uh, women on the street with a veil. What I'm mostly concerned is what I hear like all those feedbacks of women, you know, that that will that will say, you know, like if I don't do it, then you know I will be in trouble uh, in you know in in my in the neighborhood, uh, or you know my parents will kick me out, or my brother will kick me out, or my husband will, kick, you know, like that's for me that's most concerning because now you're not talking about just you know, uh, experiencing your religion freely. Now you're talking about, um, being forced, you know, to, to, uh, to dress a certain way. For this National Front representative, beyond the visual factor that he did not want to see Muslim women wearing the hijab in public spaces, he felt that the National Front was really standing up for Muslim women who feel like they are being forced to wear the veil. I was not able to find any survey results or further information and what he was saying about how many Muslim women support the banning of the hijab because they no longer feel oppressed by their male counterparts to cover themselves up. Nonetheless, he made it very clear that he believes that the National Front is doing a favor for these women and standing up for their rights. Another issue that has been looming over France ever since the major terrorist attacks since around 2012 to 2015, 
is how France should prevent future terrorism. For the National Front, a lot of this revolves on how to address Islam in France and Muslim immigration. I asked the representative from Charente-Maritime on whether the National Front would be interested in enacting a large Muslim ban, similarly to Donald Trump. Alors, au Front National, évidemment, nous ne... So, in the National Front, obviously, we try to our maximum capacity to not amalgamate. That is, we would try to distinguish traditional Muslims with extremist Muslims. The Muslims who are not terrorists, we have nothing against them. The Muslims, however, who are terrorists, obviously, we either have to put them in prison or send them back home. But it seems to me that Donald Trump's ban was only applied to seven countries, when there's hundreds of Muslim countries. So he obviously didn't ban all Muslims. When the representative started answering my question by saying that he felt that a Muslim ban would not take into account that there are some Muslims who are obviously not extremists, his nonchalant response to how Donald Trump only banned seven of the largest Muslim-majority countries made his reasonable answer seem far less convincing to me. I asked the other representative from North America about how he felt about the Muslim community in the context of the terrorist attacks that France has experienced. There's two things. First, I believe the Muslim community in France also need to to grow as a as a, um, I would say as an, an, as an entity and start to have spoke spokesmen, spoke women uh, who talk about you know who they are without uh, you know uh, you know it's it's like in the United States. Um, I've I've noticed it's like in the United States, uh, let's say the black community, it's either, it's they were either portrayed as, you know, the gangster rapper guy or the Morgan Freeman type. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's always like those two extreme, like, and, 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 and France is basically the same. It's either like, uh, the nice Muslim or the terrorist. Well, there's a lot of people, you know, like everyday life people that they go to work and, you know, we have no problem with. And those people, and I know because I talked to them, those people are really not happy to see, you know, uh, that their religion or who they are and, you know, where they're from is <coughs> portrayed as a possible threat to the country. But they need to voice out. They need to be the one that say, hey, you know, we have nothing to do with those guys. And unfortunately, what I've noticed is because their religion is um, – I would say kind of a policy, you know, like the uh, Islam is, is, is like a code of conduct. It's kind of like a policy in itself. They may have this tendency because, you know, uh, this person is also Muslim. I won't say to protect it, but just to like not to be that tough about it. And I think the Muslim community needs to step up. I think they need to be clear on the fact that, you know, they have nothing to do with with, uh, with radical Islam. If a country has around 6 million Muslims, where nearly all of them are not terrorists and just want to live their lives in peace, why should they have to constantly differentiate themselves from terrorists? In some ways, I felt that the representatives claim that Muslims need to step up and not protect terrorists was actually really offensive to the millions of Muslims who would never commit an act of terrorism. I also didn't understand how this would really help prevent terrorism. 
Muslims shouldn't be the ones preventing stereotypes. Other French people should have the sense to know that already. Since the National Front is known for its strict beliefs on what Muslim people can do and wear, and it has drastic and pretty conservative policies on how to address terrorism and immigration, I would assume that Muslims would not necessarily be drawn to the National Front. The National Front representative from Charente Maritime, however, argued that the National Front will actually make life much better for Muslims in France. Aujourd'hui, le problème, c'est que nous, nous permettons à des individus, donc une minorité, comme vous le savez. Today, the problem is that we are allowing individuals, a minority, as you know, to continue to, well, the terrorist attacks are the most extreme cases, but every day there are rapes, muggings, and as we allow all of this to continue, it creates a negative image of the entire Muslim community. So, by sending back home the people who pose these problems, it's actually a great service to the Muslims who respect the laws. Ça rend service aussi aux musulmans qui sont qui respectent les lois. Part of the reason why the National Front feels so strongly that Muslims need to remain private in their religion and essentially not have any signs that display that they are Muslim is because they feel like it is a direct attack on them and it's making them change their way of life. In a few moments, we will be hearing from the National Front representative on how he expects immigrants to assimilate when they arrive in France and how he feels the assimilation of immigrants has been a huge disaster for France in recent years. When I asked the National Front representative about his perspective on assimilation, He told me a story of his great-grandfather, someone he sees as a model for what an immigrant should do when they come to France. My great-grandfather, okay, he was Italian, and he worked in a coal mine. And, he, you know, so obviously a uh, uh, background of, you know, poor people uh, working hard. And at that time, uh, there was a lot of, like, Polish people, uh, uh, Italian immigration, Spanish immigration, But those people, when they came, uh, they uh, they assimilated themselves. Okay, they were here in France, so they became French. They gave their kids French names. Now it doesn't mean that at home they didn't taught their kids, you know, how to speak Italian or how to speak, you know, Spanish or Pol or Polish. It doesn't mean either that you know uh, um, uh, their wives didn't you know didn't cook something you know like uh, that's from from their own country you know like that's but that's home that's what you do in, in your house. In terms of society, all of those immigrants have um, assimilated themselves. It was not always easy, you know. You need to learn the language. You need to make sure that your kids are actually even better than the French kids, you know. Uh, but that's that's how you may you know um, like the cohesion of a society. But after the 80s, because of what I told you before, before they were pushing to have those massive immigration immigration to basically uh, you know uh, make more profit and make more business, 
they passed this law called the regroupement familial, which is a family regrouping. So basically, let's say I'm, I'm, I'm an immigrant in France in, in the 70s, <clears throat> and uh, I go work for like a few years. But then the French government say, hey, you know what? You can bring your parents, your kids, your, your wife, your brothers and sisters. So you bring them, okay? Those people who came, uh, well, they didn't, they didn't have a job. So you have to, obviously, you, need, you have to take care of them in terms of housing, in terms of, of social security, in terms of schools for the kids. So the policy that was put in place by the socialist government was to, like, we stop the assimilation and we now we're doing something else, which is that France has to integrate immigrants and they have to um, basically uh, integrate who they are, where they came from, their, 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 their habits, the way they talk, the way they dress, the way they, the way they eat, all that stuff, right? So it's two different philosophy. It's two different way of, you know, how, how do you welcome uh, a, a, um, a migrant family? And this, for me, in my opinion, it was a disaster. What he told me next about why he feels that this was such a disaster for France really revealed to me what's at the heart of the National Front's reasoning for feeling like they need to preserve their national identity and culture. If you let people just behaving the way they want, and I would say the person who welcomed them has to adapt, then everything is shifted. And what we see now, and this is the reason why we see now uh, areas in France where, you know, pretty much nobody speaks French, uh, where there's, they build their own uh, separate communities. In school, now you cannot eat, you know, uh, ham, for instance. Uh, now, for the past few years, uh, it's forbidden uh, in every town to have a Christmas tree because it's considered as, as a... The anti-Muslim, you know, like all those stuff, little by little, you can see that this policy that has been shifted in the 80s, now, now you can see the result, and it's a complete disaster. French people, like the National Front representative I spoke to, feel like their way of life and their traditions are being forced to change because of immigration, of new people with different cultures particularly Muslims, coming into their country and making them change. The other representative from Charente-Maritime felt the same way, specifically referring to French Catholic traditions facing an attack. For example, we have a Christian culture, which means that we celebrate Christmas, we celebrate Easter, we celebrate Ascension, and everyone who is against these celebrations, against the French traditions, then we cannot accept them, because if they do not want French traditions, then they can remain in their country to have their own traditions. For a country that cares so much about being secular and about not having any public displays of religion, I thought that it was pretty confusing how they felt so strongly about having Christian displays of religion, but then were appalled at the idea of, for example, a woman wearing a hijab out in public. A bigger question I had, though, was that if in the National Front's eyes, Christian traditions are central to the France's national identity, then was it even possible for a Muslim citizen to be seen as truly French? 
How did the National Front propose Muslims fit into their idea of what France should look like? The North American representative attempted to explain how this would work. If you want to play uh, uh, Jesus or Allah, that's then that's your problem. You know, like that's you, you, as long as you don't bother anybody, it's fine. And this is why, like when when Muslims pray on the street, then it's it's now it's different because now it's like no, you know what? I don't care if you want to pray, but don't pray in the mall, don't pray on the train, like don't you know, like I, that's your. Like, I don't want to see it. That's that's basically what French people are saying right now. Uh, so if I were Muslim, well, I will remember that you know I'm in I'm in a, a country that is not a Muslim country that doesn't it's not a Muslim uh, oriented origin country, and uh, but you know if 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 I'm a good citizen if I'm a good person there's then there's no problem to be in France. If the National Front had the power to control France, French Muslims would essentially need to strip off all parts of their Muslim identity from every aspect of their life outside of their home. I could not believe how the idea of a Muslim praying in a public space could be considered such an unbelievably unreasonable thing in the eyes of the National Front. What the National Front didn't tell me, but I soon learned from hearing how they felt about Muslims and immigrants in France, is that they are afraid of change. They claim over and over again that they accept all cultures and all people. But really what they want is for those people to have no impact on developing and diversifying French culture. In a time when many in France are unemployed and feel like globalization and immigration are taking away what they once had, I can see why so many are supporting a group like the National Front, because they promise that the real French people will always come first. Dr. Thomas spoke to me a little bit more about the reasons why groups like the National Front and their rhetoric have become so appealing to so many in France. Beyond just economic insecurity, I think that people in general are, are afraid and they don't know how to interpret what um, a changing Europe looks like and what questions of Islam looks like and so on. And so those political leaders are doing much better at creating fear in the electorate than they are in actually talking about really good policies that might help with unemployment and, and so on, you know? You cannot really blame any French person for being afraid. They have experienced atrocious terrorist attacks where hundreds of lives have been lost. But what the National Front is doing is that they are telling these people and they are directing their fear on attacking immigrants, particularly those who identify as Muslim. And I think it's important to note that a lot of the time, these aren't even Muslim immigrants. These are French citizens who are Muslim, who have lived in France for generations, but they are seen as different. They are not seen as French because of their Islamic identity. And I think what the National Front is doing is that they are not providing solutions, like Dominic Thomas said, for the issues that France really has. They're not providing real policies that are gonna solve these extremely intricate problems. But instead, what they are doing is that they are creating fear to get support. And they are not only going to lack solutions for these issues of extremism and terrorism, but they're going to isolate communities even further, such as the Muslim community, who may not feel like they are part of this exclusive definition of what it means to be French. 
And so instead of providing solutions that will help all French people, they will only exclude more. I think the narrative that we are hearing here from different perspectives on the presence of Islam in France is that it's really an issue of intolerance. The National Front is trying to make any displays of Muslim and religion tied to extremism or tied to a defiance of French culture, when in reality, French culture is changing, the country is changing, and change should not be seen as the enemy. Because in reality, France needs change, France needs innovation, and it needs to progress as a country. And groups like the National Front and their rhetoric on how people should be afraid of what Islam can bring to France is only really going to stifle the progress that they need in order to keep up with the rest of the world. And so I strongly suggest that you tune in to our next episode where we're really going to bring all of these pieces together. You know, we've talked about how immigration works in France. We've gone pretty deep into the history of race and colonialism in France. And we've also looked at this massive issue that is now Islam when it comes to talking about immigration. So we're going to bring all these pieces together so that we can really understand France as a country when it comes to immigration. And one thing we're really going to do is try to understand why groups like the National Front across Europe are becoming so appealing to people and how immigration plays a role in that. So thank you for listening to The French Fears, and I look forward to seeing you on our next episode.